Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 120, just to say I beat it. I'm talking about the game, not myself. June 3rd, 2013. Thank you for joining us again for our podcast. Again. Again. Again, again, again. Um, so we recorded about a half hour and had some uh, technical difficulties and lost the recording. So we are starting over. Um, I, I just forgot to hit record. No, I have the first couple minutes. I think he was just <laughs> kind of zoning out, thinking about cats and stuff. And probably. Probably thinking about Grumpy Cat or something, and you're like, you know. Grumpy Cat is grumpy. And then, uh, you know, after about five minutes of uh, deep thought about that, then... You know, yeah. just kind of forgot. Yeah, I don't know. Basically. It happens. Um, so, uh, why they have com? We, we missed a lot of, or unfortunately, we had great discussions in, during our first uh, take um, that I'm sure, unfortunately, will not be repeated. Uh, but we're going to get into it this week. We have with us Frank. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick. What'd it do? And I'm your host, Jeremy. Um, Patrick, what did you want to say? You started with something, remember? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. one thing now, because your mic's working better. Yeah. If I start yelling in the middle of the recording, it's because I'm watching the A's game. Oh, that's right. That's right. And it'd be like that. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say that uh, I was uh, around the internet recently, and I realized, I found out what uh, the, the Skyrim joke is it's pretty popular, uh, you know, where the... A guy says, I was an adventurer once before I took an arrow to the knee. Well, apparently, in uh, the, it's a term from um, uh, Vikings. When they were Vikings. Yeah, Viking Viking times, arrow in the knee meant um, basically to get married. Uh, and so basically by him saying he took an arrow in the knee, it means he got married and had to settle down. So he stopped being an adventurer. So uh, it, it's pretty interesting that you know all this time everyone's like, oh my god, that's such a stupid saying. But it actually makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. You got married, and now you can't do the shit you used to do and enjoy your life, so don't get married. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we're going to get right to what we've been playing. Um, in our first take, I talked a ton about Guild Wars 2. Uh, I'm not going to do you know that what? again. You know, I do want to I do want to note, though, it was probably like the most insightful Guild Wars conversation I've ever had, you know, probably in my life, I think. Well, well thank you. Yeah, uh, baby! Hey, there it goes again. Just yeah, see, he, he agrees too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I will talk a little about it, but uh, I will save a lot for next week. Basically, I hit level eighty, and there's tons of stuff to do at level eighty. Um, that does the thing I like about this game is it doesn't have the traditional end game like WoW or that or anything where you just can c- continuously progress in gear rating and such like that. Um, basically, this game. Um, all the in, in, in-game in gear is the same rating, uh, you know, like same amount of power or whatever, same stats. It just uh, looks different. And so it's more for prestige or anything like that. Once you hit level 80 and have a full set of the highest level 80 gear, which can be bought by gold, but also um, you can make it, get it yourself, basically. Once that happens, then you have basically the best gear that will be in the game until level progression 
if they ever do a um, higher level on this game. Um, it's pretty interesting, but they, it, it brings in things like they, they do separate instances where you have equipment specially for these things called fractals, fractals and uh, which is basically a tower. I think of it like as a tower where you go level to level to level um, as it gets progressively harder. Kind of like um, horde mode or something, but in this, in this game, um, it's like dungeon after dungeon. Pretty cool concept. Uh, I'm looking forward to starting that. There's also dungeons, the regular dungeons, which have two different modes. Uh, story mode, which can be done at, at the level it unlocks, but the exploration mode, you need like the better gear and more coordinated uh, and skillful people because it gets a lot harder. Um, but other than that, I'll, I'll go into more detail on my Guild Wars 2 experience. I just hit 80 last night, so it's I'm still pretty new to it. Yeah, um, like... Like I said earlier, even though it, it didn't get recorded, I'll be napping like it was Kevin's MMO report. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that said, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, leave it at that for this week. Um, but I will talk more about it as I'm experiencing it. Um, the next thing is I've been watching Twitch TV a lot. And that, Guild Wars 2 is the only game I've been playing, but I've been watching a lot of Twitch TV. For those of you who don't know what Twitch TV is, it's the most popular place to stream live video uh, video feeds, uh, video it's, games. It's uh, the world-famous former home of Zillion OP. Yeah, the guy we there talked about a couple weeks ago <laughs> who was disabled, or quote-unquote disabled, and got tons of money. Um, it's actually crazy, because now that I've been on there, I've been part of the community for the last couple weeks, um, on yeah. and off. It's crazy how many people actually donate to these people who are streaming. Yeah, um, There's people who who makes somewhat of a career out of it. I mean, yeah. The, you know, this one guy said that he made so much money, hundreds of dollars that he stopped taking donations for a while because he feels bad that people are giving him his their money. Fuck that. Send me money. I know, huh? <laughs> Why don't he donate it or something? Well, he, he I guess he works for the I I really don't know. He he actually does it for a company. So I'm not sure yeah. if he's actually getting the money. I mean, not a company. He does it for a group. Gapper! Oh, okay. So I'm not sure if he's actually getting the money or he's just, like, getting the benefits, such as uh, he got a new... Because that's the guy who uh streaming uh, Final Fantasy IV on SNES. So, yeah. he like, he got a, two new cartridges out of it, you know, which yeah. they're, like, $150 a cartridge. Damn. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but anyway, I've been watching a lot of Guild Wars 2, um, mainly World vs. World and uh, PvP. Uh, it's really interesting to watch other people, and I, I, my thief is my 80, so I've been kind of watching a lot of thief stuff. Um, it's also interesting to go into places I've never seen, like the uh, dungeons and stuff. I, I didn't do any dungeons in my leveling. But at the same time, because I have no idea what they're about yet, I don't really watch them much. Second game I've been watching is Minecraft, and this was this was really cool. The, one of the ones I watched was uh, a mod that made the game into Hunger Games. Basically... It was people, you had 24 people, and they were out on this platform, and it was actually in the middle of the water, and in the middle of the, the where the people are standing was another platform, and as soon as the t- timer hit, weapons dropped, everybody goes crazy, um, and basically it's just like Hunger Games, you run to the middle, you grab your weapon, and you get into the forest. Well, the guy who uh, I was watching actually, um, he picked up a bow and arrow, and he, he killed two people. He, one of them was kind of funny because he was being stalked. And the guy had a sword, but the guy I was watching had a bow and arrow. So he just turned, shot his bow and arrow. The guy never even got close to him before he died. 
And then, uh, so basically, like I said, the guy I was following, you know, he ran into the forest. It was it was pretty uneventful, but then all of a sudden there was only twelve left, and that's when he died. So I don't, I, I didn't watch. Yeah. I don't know how it ended because you know he got transported to another area. Um, but it was really cool, really interesting type of mod. I mean, I'd love to find the server that he was on and, and try it out. Well, yeah, I mean, like um, that that kind of idea too. I, I think it would be cool if they, um, you know, applied it to other games. I mean, I'm I'm sure they. They probably, perhaps, have have already done it, but um, I I don't know. That'd be really cool to see in like a shooter, not not like a just a strictly shooter, but you know, in that format, like even like a Skyrim mod or something. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah. So, and then the last game I've been watching a lot on Twitch is like I mentioned the uh, Final Fantasy IV, and this is the original SNES cartridge, Final Fantasy IV. And they're playing. Uh, he basically, there's this whole group who do these speed runs, and it's, they do it crazy fast, like under 10 hours for a full uh, playthrough um, on a game that would take me probably 50 hours, even though I've beat it multiple times and you know all that stuff. They just run through it, and their levels are so low, but they're so skilled that they know exactly what level they have to be at a certain part um, to be able to beat certain bosses. Uh, so it's really crazy. I mean, they got it down to they know which squares to walk across on the ground. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, but the one I was watching was doing this diehard percentage uh, glitch, also known as the 64 door glitch. And basically, it it can take place the first time once you first get to the the dwarf's castle underground. Ow. And basically, you go up and down the stairs and through this door 64 times, or 63 times. And when you come out the 64th time. Um, the game glitches and it actually screws up your RAM. Uh, well, it doesn't screw it up, but it, it messes with the RAM. And you're teleported all over not only the world, but the storyline too. So next thing you know, you're you're like 20 hours into the game and you've only been pay, play, playing for like two hours. And then you have to go around and um, at this point you do have to beat one boss. So you're a little under-leveled for that, but uh, he, he was like, it was really no problems for him. And then he repeated it. And he did the 64-door trick again. And all of a sudden, he was, you know, 40 hours into the game. And he didn't have to fight any boss this time. He just had to do a few things. And then he did it one more time. And he was at the very last boss. And then so people were like, well, how are you going to beat the boss? You're like level 12 and, you know, you're supposed to be level 60 or 80. And basically, watch this, watch this. And then he, he, the magic system glitched also. So he went into the final fight with, for one, a character that dies way earlier in the game. But um, and then he had a special magic skill that one shotted the boss. Um, and basically he beat the game. His total time was like under five hours. But uh, the guy who found it out, he he did a speed run like this, and it was like three and a half hours or less. So it's pretty crazy. It's a it's a really really awesome. Uh, it's something cool to try. I don't know if it works on ROMs or not. Or, uh, you know, uh, yeah, legs. yeah. But uh, basically, it actually messes with the RAM inside the game. And um, people have reported that it actually ruined their cartridge before. It actually burned up their RAM. So well, yeah, and, and don't do it. <laughs> yeah, with each cartridge, cartridge costing you know a couple hundred dollars, um, it's crazy that these guys do this. But at the same time, they're getting funds from the public to do it. So I guess it's one of those things. Uh, if I was going to watch one of those some, someone play a video game, I'd want to watch them play a scary game. Yeah, well, to me, that'd be fun to watch. Especially if a new game comes out, you can pretty much watch anything on there. I mean, uh, oh, while we're at it, uh, 
I actually wanted to name some of the some of the random games that are on there. Um, let's see. Uh, of course, we have games like League of, League of Legends and World of Warcraft. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time is really popular on there. Um, let's see what else. I often see um, Chrono Trigger on there. Um, all, all MMOs are always on here, uh, like Halo Four, Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Those aren't MMOs. No, I know. I'm saying and those. <laughs> uh, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. It has 700 viewers right now. Uh, Paper Mario for the 64, uh, Mario 64, Super Metroid. Oh. So I mean, they have they have both new oh, and I'd old games. Oh, I have to see the Super Metroid one. They have both new and old games uh, on there. So it, yeah, you should check it out. I mean. Like some of the newer games they have on there, um, let's see, Black Ops Two, uh, StarCraft Two. Uh, I guess it, the newer games aren't really popular. There's really not much out right now that they that you'd really want to watch on here. I guess now that I'm thinking about it. I know Skyrim was popular for a while. Skyrim was immensely popular for a while. It still is. I, I oftentimes see it in the top twenty games um, being watched. It yeah. doesn't look like it's there right now though. Uh, anyway, so that's all I've been playing and watching. How about you, Frank? I've uh, been playing this uh, indie game that uh, came out in 2008. Uh, it's called... Uh, <laughs> 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 it's called uh, Barkley uh, Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and uh, it's basically an RPG styled in the mid-90s uh, kind of uh, RPG setting. Uh, you know, you think like uh, Final Fantasy, like menus with the blue windows and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you uh, actually have combat, you're just, you know, taking turns and stuff and whatnot. Um, and in that sense, it's solid. It's fun. It's it's actually a really good game. I was surprised. But the, the topper on this game is that it's just completely out there, the whole entire story. Um, the story is that in uh, 2040... Um, Charles Barkley, and, and that's that's the one thing is, and he's still playing in this game. He's still playing basketball in the year 2040. <laughs> but uh, he um, he basically during a, a basketball game that um, the, the team is actually losing the game, and he um, goes for a dunk, and the dunk is just so intense that it ends up killing everyone that's there viewing the game. Uh-huh. And the only survivor is actually his son, Hoops Barkley. <laughs> yeah, Hoops. Um, and um, basically, after that, uh, basketball gets outlawed. Uh, Michael Michael Jordan's <laughs> Michael Jordan's uh, heading the anti basketball commission because he like he was one of the ones that switched right away um, to turn on basketball. And um, the story is pretty crazy. There's a lot of crazy characters. You run into cyborgs and ghosts and (laughs) zombies of old basketball players as well as just random you know things i mean just random like nonsensical enemies yeah um and you know like i said the story is really funny um and it's free and the rpg element is actually solid um i'm probably about three three hours into the game and I wasn't expecting it to be that long, um, you know, for free, you know, RPG and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Any idea how long it is? You know, um, I was looking up some uh, previews, and it seems like there's a couple major parts um, that I haven't even got to yet. So, 
I would almost maybe assume maybe five or eight hours, but um, um, like I said, it, it it's it, it it's there's enough there to keep you interested. And um, again, this game this game came out in two thousand eight. It's available for free on I believe it's uh, TalesOfGames.com. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. Um, just Google yeah. Tales of Games or uh, Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Gaten. Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say I actually looked it up. I, I wanted to look it up earlier. It it's yeah. made with Game Maker. Um. Well, the you know, you know what happened actually huh. is um, the original one they did on uh, the the game maker, right? Uh huh. Um, but uh, they actually wanted, or sorry, you, never mind. You're saying game maker. They actually did the original one on RPG Maker. Oh, okay. But um, they upgraded the game maker and redid it all on there. Okay, yeah. I was uh, gonna say uh, game maker is a pretty solid uh, engine if you have people who know what they're doing. So it makes sense that it's. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I clicked on one of the things and it's Larry Bird and says, <laughs> You think I sold out, Barkley? You think I sold out because I'm not absolutely miserable like you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty goofy all the, the characters you run in, into and stuff cuz uh yeah, in the game Larry Bird um he he's um He's confused with what happened with basketball that he actually becomes a, a priest because uh, <laughs> he's trying to you know make sense of his life after basketball and wow. stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll have a link to it in our show notes. Um, I also wanted to read the uh, storyline for the chapter two. Like, oh, you were going to mention? Or... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, just real quick, uh, I'll just I'll, I'll mention it and then you could uh, go ahead. Um, right. um, for chapter two of the, the sorry the, the Hoop Sparkly uh, saga. It actually was um, – they recently posted a Kickstarter, and it actually was funded. Um, they requested 45000 and they got about 120000 And so, you know, any time now – I mean, it's in development right now. Yeah. And uh, just re- – oh, sorry. Real quick, the, the name of it, um, I was looking for it earlier. It's The Magical Realms of Tiranog, Escape from Necron 7, <laughs> Reserve, Re- Revenge of Cholulun. Chapter two of the Harps. Uh, sorry, chapter two of the Hoop Sparkly Saga. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think you missed one. It's also the official game of the movie. Oh, oh yeah, the game of the official game of the movie. Yeah. Um, so listen story- to this. Let's hear, look, I, I saw another screenshot from Hoops with a Z. Hoops. Yeah. I just hope that when we get rid of all this ultimate b-ball thing, they realize that it's not a. It's not b-ball that's the problem. It's the people who misuse it. <laughs> um, you can misuse b-ball? <laughs> well, here's a storyline for the second game. The year is 666X. A powerful youngster, wise beyond his years, awakens from a b-ball-induced coma aboard the mysterious dwarf space ziggurat Necron 7. Held captive by the uh, malevolent AI... How you pronounce it? Chuchilian? With no memory, I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, with no memory of who he is or where he came from, he adopts the identity of X one one four Jam nine and sets off into the post cyber apocalyptic wasteland in search of the enigmatic cyber dwarf, the only one who can reveal to him the terrible truth behind his forgotten past and make sense of his harrowing future. And um, <sighs> crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it's 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 a completely out there story, but the gameplay is is solid enough where, you know, you're not gonna just be like, oh man, I gotta do this stupid thing to see the next story. Like it's it's actually a pretty solid game. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so so you're saying that it's not terrible. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, not terrible. <laughs> but um, 
the one thing that's unfortunate was is with the sequel is because um, you know the original one they simply made you know as one of their projects and put out there for free. Um, this second game they're actually going commercial, so you know they had to take out a lot of the um, you know references to like Space Jam and references to like basketball players and oh yeah stuff like that, but. The thing is, is I was watching a lot of the the videos that um some of the the, the creators made on YouTube, and they're they're you know they're they're pretty out there, all their um you know comedy bits and stuff like that. So I, I think even if you take out the the craziness of basketball, like they still put up some funny stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, that seems pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'll, like I said, I'll have a, a link to a, to the download in our show our show notes. And yeah, like I said, just in, in a quick wrap up, uh, that game is available for free for download. I mean, you could just Google it. I, I don't have this. Mean being ultra prepared, prepared. I don't have <laughs> the the site on me. Just, just go to talesofgames.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. But um, and then um, the Kickstarter's already finished for the game, so you can't you know fund it anymore and try to get a copy. But you know, it's on its way. But yeah. Yep. Yep. And another game I've been playing is a, another free game, is a Zookeeper Battle on the Android, and I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be surprised if it's on the iOS as well. Um, it's just a it's a quick little puzzle fighter game. Um, there's not too much to it, but you know if you got a couple minutes to kill or something, it's it's interesting. Um, basically, you play against someone else. You get the same. Uh, it's it's just someone randomly or someone you know. Um, and um, you pretty much just get the same, the same uh, puzzle, and you just have to match as many colors as possible, and you kind of battle through who gets the most, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Kind of just kind of like puzzle fighter and stuff. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. Um, and then besides that, I just been revisiting uh, the old Fallout games. Um, it was brought to my attention that um, my friend uh, Corey, I, I think he, he he just did our old logo. He was on the show a couple times, I think. Um, he did a new logo too. Yeah, he um, he has a uh, more achieve. Well, he he had more achievement points on uh, Fallout Three than I did. Yeah, I remember that. I remember look. Uh, I saw that a long time ago. I and, just remember the look of the spies on your face. <laughs> well, well, the thing with me is, I was like, "That's my favorite game," and I was like, "Corey, Corey, Corey has." I was like. I was like, he could have more points on me than all, in all these other games, but I was like, but no, not Fallout Three, you know. So, um, I went through that, that game real, again. Is that the real reason you moved to Ohio? <laughs> Just pissed off at him. Like, uh-huh. I can't believe he did that. But um, so I, I played Fallout Three. I did another playthrough. I got a lot of points. I'm still not 100 percent on that game, but well, I'm I remember little, when you were really into it, you didn't even care about the achievement points. You were just going for the fun. You were just doing whatever you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, and so. um, like I said, but then you know, Corey made it personal, so then I had to. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, I'm gonna go through Vegas again too, but I went through that recently, so uh, it's a little bit harder to get into because I, I kind of OD'd on it like four or five <laughs> months ago. I played it played the original game and all the expansions and, uh, well, the DLC. Um, so I aim to eventually get more points in New Vegas. As, uh, I, I, you know, I want to have more achievement points than Corey in New Vegas too, but <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's going to take a, 
Some uh, that's my challenge. Like I said, I was thinking about picking it up since twenty bucks for you get the whole the brand new game and all the DLC. I yeah. must get all the achievements in it now. <laughs> I mean, you nuke all the games you play. Like, yeah, that... you're, you're gonna be moving back, and then you're gonna go turn on your Xbox. Drink more achievements. Fuck now, I'm gonna begin. Move farther away now. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Do I have Fallout? Yeah, I have the Game of the Year edition. Yeah, I just haven't but, played um... it. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Um, yeah. All right. How about you, Pat? Okay. Before I start, are we still recording? <laughs> yes, I've been checking every oh, two minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gears of War Judgment. Uh-huh. Uh, this had a free map on it, uh, but it's only for Overrun, and I've really been playing Overrun. Um, oh, it's but... only only Overrun. Yeah. Huh. I talked about it uh, being released. Um, they, uh, it was like, um, it's like on some ship where they have captured. Is it, it should? It seemed like the way they gave the story, like it should have been like a freaking DLC story mode. Uh, but it's like so on this map for only for Overrun. It's like uh, they they um, it's like a ship where they have a bunch of captured uh, berserkers. And, um, which I, like I was telling all, when we, when we talked about it, like, I don't see how you're going to capture a bunch of berserkers, keep them in one spot. Oh, yeah. But whatever. Why would you want to capture them? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then, um, what's it called? So then, you know, a bunch of the locusts do a co-op mission to get the, get them back. And. I don't know. It was like, but the way they described it, like it was like a freaking story. But instead, it's just DLC for a map for Overrun. But whatever. I I don't play it. I just been playing uh, free for all. Um, Resident Evil Six. As much as I keep complaining about the damn thing, I actually popped it in and played it. I, I and I wasn't past the part I thought I had already gotten past. Uh, and, and so as soon as I saw where I was, I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, like well, you had to re- redo some or something. Yeah, I thought I had gotten. Past, it, it's just like I, I was telling Jeremy about this game. It's like all of a sudden now these zombies are ducking and diving on you. Like you'll shoot <laughs> at them, they'll literally jump to the side. Like you magically know right when you're going to pull the trigger. And the other problem is, is like <clears throat> after I got past the first chapter, like you can upgrade your character, and one of them is to have steadier hands. Like now all of a sudden. My character Leon, who's been in two games, can't hold a steady hand. He's yeah. like, oh, shook, I don't know how to shoot no more. He's shooken oh, up, man. God. Huh? I said he's shooken up. He's he's terrified. Yeah, he hasn't gone through this like uh, a bunch of times already. <laughs> he's like, what zombies? <laughs> oh, who would have known? Um, but then, like the other thing, like I was saying, is like they don't give you enough ammo. They give you. They give like. Like in this one, the great this one graveyard area, these um, it's like they're they coming up from the grave, so they're like they're all like dried out and shit, and it's like they constantly just like you kill the ones in the area, and normally like that's it, you know, you don't have to worry about it. No, they constantly spawn zombies in that area over and over and over. You have like a melee option. Yeah, but then like it also like you can use your uh, melee for a certain amount of time, and then um, like he's out of breath. Oh, so you have okay. to wait for it to get back, you know, his health 
or not his health, his breathing back up. But I'm saying they don't give you enough ammo, but they're giving you these tons of enemies. Like I was telling uh, Jeremy uh, that there was a scene where we're trying to escape and we're in a bus, and there's this these new zombies. They're not explaining how they they came about, but uh, he like this human. Like think of a boomer, but like way bigger, like in size, not like well, yeah, fatter, but I mean like also like tall. And he like lifts up the bus. Well, you have to keep shooting him until he lets go. I ran out of ammo. I can't get <laughs> off the bus to get more ammo. I can't kick him through the window even though he's right there. I, occasionally, a, a, a zombie will magically just jump right through the window. I stomp on him. I get ammo, and then I can shoot him again. Yeah. Well, it's like if if that didn't happen, I'd be running around the bus with nothing to do because all these other assholes have an infinite ammo just shooting out the window, but they're not handing me no ammo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I just think that's, you know, it's just stupid. They 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 try to change too much in this game uh, compared to the other ones. But um, I, I, I'm still trying to get through it just to say I beat it. <laughs> yeah, you might uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, next, I got to play an early edition of the Last of Us demo. Because I have uh, God of War Ascension, I got I got early access to the demo for it, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of short, and it was more of a tutorial, like how you get around things and do things. Well, it might it's probably the beginning of the game or something. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like at the end, there was some action, but that lasted as soon as you figure out how to do it. I mean, that, that lasted real quick, and then it was that was it. And when I was like, well. A demo could have been a little bit better, but at least I got an idea of how the game is. Yeah. Um, finally, Angry Birds Star Wars. As always. Uh, it's, huh? <laughs> As always. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been going back and getting a lot of my... i got getting a lot more th- three stars, you know, for beating it. It's the only ones I haven't. And um, I'm waiting for the damn thing to update to get more levels. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been saying coming soon since like uh, March. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say anything. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say yeah. I had it on my phone for like three or maybe like three four months, and yeah, in that whole period, I think I got one update, and then I, I just gave up on it. I was like, ah, eh, when it comes out, maybe I'll you know want to just do it all again anyway. So I just uh, erased it for now. <laughs> I was like maybe I'll just wait a year and then give it a go when everything's out. Yeah, I'm still. Uh, uh, I still have t- one, or I'm behind one full update. Is what I meant to say. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So I'm gonna move on to what's coming out. And I did uh, the previous week since we missed that week. <coughs> Jeremy's fault. Um, yeah, so okay. I'm gonna do six two to six eight and six nine to six fifteen. So from 6.2 to 6.8, you have Marvel Heroes for the PC, Remember Me for the PC, PS3, and the 360, and State of Decay for 360. Uh, for 6.9 to 6.15, you have The Last of Us, as we were just talking about, for the PS3, and SimCity Mac for the Mac. Cool. Release date updates. You have Final Fantasy... Was that four? 
DS remake now available on Android for fifteen ninety nine. Why you would pay that much for an Android game? God, I don't know why. Well, here's the thing: it's, it's have it's an prob- Android device above two point three. It's probably also iOS. I really don't know if uh, Square has been releasing these on uh, iOS too. But yeah, well, if it's for iOS, I mean, I, I can admit that it'll probably be like fucking twenty five bucks. Yeah, I know. Huh? <laughs> As we've talked about before uh, with these with Square Enix, um, they came out in defense of their games, saying, "Look, we know that no one else has been putting out games at this price." But we're not putting out cheap versions of our games. We're putting out full games that were once either on other consoles or made from scratch. These yeah, are f- but they're so old. Like, why you're almost paying a full price of a used game? Well, no, you can't. You probably can't get this game used on DS for fifteen ninety nine. Well, whatever. I, I still mean, think it's too it, much for a know, phone game. I do. I you agree. I'm not defending the price. I think the sweet spot for for one of these games that they've already made and they're just porting over is ten bucks max. Five to ten dollars max, and even then it's pushing it. Um, you know, ahead. the only thing I was thinking is a comparison hmm. was um, the Grand Theft Auto games. And granted, those ones went stupid cheap. Like you know, if, if I were to try to you know buy Grand Theft Auto now, you know, I could probably buy it like on the Xbox or PS3 or something. Um, or sorry, Xbox PS2. Yeah. Um, you know, the old ones. Um, if I were to try to buy those now, yeah, I could probably find them for like two bucks on eBay or something. But um, I mean, I guess Final Fantasy is a niche in that you know trying to find you know you know playable copies of their older games is a little bit more challenging. But um, you know, like I was saying with with GTA, um, I, I recall they even had it on sale for a while for like a dollar, and then after that it was like four ninety nine or something. Yeah, but, um, they have uh, Vice City on iOS for four ninety nine, Grand Theft Auto three for four ninety nine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess they can um, in the sense that, like I said, it's it's kind of a niche, but it is kind of a bummer. It's Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars is four ninety nine. Uh, and and to give to give you an example, Patrick, the uh, Final Fantasy four for DS used is still twenty bucks. Yeah. So well, I mean, uh, it's but the difference is you're playing it on your DS compared to playing it on your phone. I mean, it's like a smaller screen, and well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think it should be that expensive. Period. I don't care if they were former games. I, I I tend to agree, but I think it's changing because of tablets too. I mean, you can play these games on your tablet. You can hook up your tablet or phone to your TV and play them on your TV. I mean, it's it's one of those transitions periods with with mobile games, and I think that. Um, Right now, you're right. Not enough people utilize the extra features of their phone. Like a lot of people are gonna be like, "Well, if I have a phone game, I have a phone game. That's it." Uh, but I think mobile mobile gaming is gonna replace uh, handhelds in the next five to ten years. I, I just don't think they should make games like that. Um, like you know what I mean? Like if they are gonna do it, then it it should be cheap. If not, especially because it's not brand new. Well, you know what I'm saying? What those about are, if it are, is brand new? Square Enix has come out with some brand new games for. Uh, for, yeah, but how was it? Was it, are they like they were on the DS and stuff like that? Yeah, it's it's a sixty-hour game, just like it was on the DS, brand new from the ground up for a mobile platform, or and uh, they charged I think twenty bucks for that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I still, I just, I, I mean, know. I'm not defending them. Like I said, right now, I I I don't. I I've never. I've spent ten dollars on on a game one time, and I will not spend more than that. And even that, it was like because it was fifty percent off. You know what? One thing was kind of a bummer. Um, it they probably fix it now, but uh, I remember I bought I think it was Final Fantasy one or two on um, my Windows phone, 
way back in the day, like seven years ago or something, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not compatible on anything anymore. So I paid like 15, 20 bucks for it. And at the time, it was like, you know, sweetness. You know, they're like, yeah, cool, I could play it. And uh, then I, I got a new phone and, you know, I can't play it anymore. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 but then I guess you could say the same thing about DS, you know, or, yeah, or yeah. Game Boy well, Advance, I should say. Well, like I said, is, is that'll change now because they have the Android, like I've, um, or even if it's on the iOS, you know, you, when you switch devices, it's still there. Yeah, as long as it's the know. same software. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, all right. Well, that's it for, um, releases and stuff. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with news. Back from our break uh, with uh, news stories and Patrick up, uh, Patrick's up first. Um, that's right, Benton, lead off, baby. <laughs> uh, so uh, they did it, I, and I can't believe I can't believe they did this. But Scorpion is was added as a DLC character for Injustice: God Among Us. Why can't you believe they did it? Because it's he's, DC. It has nothing to do with the Mortal Kombat uh, realm. And, and four. Uh, well, yeah, okay, but what I'm saying, <laughs> I know. Is, I know. I'm they, just kidding. Scorpion had nothing to do with the damn um, injustice or anything like that, and it pisses me off because oh, just because it's Another Realm Studios who produced it, and that's that's their poster boy. Let's just throw him in there. I just I just don't th- agree with with that that he should have been in there. Now, I see what you're saying like, from a what? Well, I download him. Yeah, I'll still download him, but I'm just making the point of. Of, I just don't think they they should have put him in there. If that's the case, then they should have put some other Mortal Kombat characters in there because, I mean, hell, he ain't Scorpion ain't my favorite character, so put one of my favorite characters in there. You know and what I'm saying? That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from from a lore point of view, but at the same time, if you have something that everyone wants, I'm mean, not just Scorpion, but uh, Mortal Kombat, I mean, then you're gonna use it in every way you can. Um, but, see, but the thing is, is, is I'm not. If you actually look at a lot of people's comments, a lot of them are pissed off that they're putting him in there. It, it, people didn't want necessarily want Scorpion in there. Oh, okay. Well, they, it, Nether Realms wanted to do it because, well, Nether Realms is Mortal Kombat, and and that's their poster boy. Yeah. Why don't they put you know in uh, Tony Hawk? <laughs> huh? That's that. That's put the same Tony Hawk, too, right? Yeah. Back in the day, yeah. See, just throw him. That's in there. what I'm saying. It's just, it's just to me is. <laughs> hey, that- is that would just completely like piss off everyone just for no reason. Except and Tony Hawk. Except Tony Hawk fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying that's like them doing uh, another Mortal Kombat game, and then, um, then all of a sudden just putting in 
Superman all of a sudden. Just, well, just he's a new DLC character. And I could see him doing that because simply because of the fact that um, they're doing this and they have that connection because of the DC versus Mortal Kombat. Um, but, see, but, but but what I'm saying though is, but the difference is though is the whole thing with injustice is the good guys turning evil. Yeah. So where does Scorpion fit in on that? That's true. They just threw him in there to just throw him in there. Just like Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually agree with you, Patrick, uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, be, I, I, on one hand, I say it's a fighting game, so who cares? Put, a, put whoever's in there. That's cool. But on the other hand, it is a uh, big, well-established universe, um, DC and Injustice and, and even Mortal Kombat. And so it's like... You know, this all started back with, uh, you know, putting Link in, or or Darth Vader. I think it was Darth Vader, right? He was in... Soul Calibur. Yeah, and all those in Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur was the first to do this kind of thing. Uh, well, it's, that I can remember. And um, it was cool at first. It's like, oh, interesting. They don't fit in this world, but it's kind of cool to play your favorite character in this world. But now it's just kind of like people are doing it just to just to do it, like you said. So I, I, well, I, I agree mean, with but that's you. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's like if they would have took us the one, like the Shaolin Monks one. And they just decided, hey, well, let's throw Batman in there because he trained in, in with monks before. Yeah, that's true. Like, okay. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, you know, like I said, do another Marvel versus, uh, I mean, uh, do another DC versus um, Mortal Kombat game. And it's one thing to have hidden characters or Easter eggs, but to have a DLC where you, ex- you have to pay for a, a character from another series, I agree with you, too. I mean, I think it would have been kind of cool if they're like, if they didn't tell anybody Scorpion was in it, and then like he's like a, a secret character or something, then that's different. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like a nod to the series. That's not, hey, everybody, look what we can do, you know? Yeah. You, so, you know um... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, it's currently, it, they don't have a release date for it yet, but it's going to be 400 Microsoft points or $4. Unless you have the season pass, then it's free. But they haven't said anything about it beyond the Wii U version. Yeah, you know, it's though, um, third character to be out. Uh, I, I was gonna say it's gonna be kind of funny because um, I don't know if it works how it does with um, uh, fighting games, but um, or I, I don't know. Do you even play? Do you play it online? Yeah, you play online against other people. No, I mean, do do you play it like yourself? Have you injustice? Yeah, I haven't picked it up yet. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was just saying it. I was like, it's gonna be kind of goofy because. Um, uh, I was going to say, I wonder if it's going to be like other uh, online games they have where when something new comes out, like everyone gets it. So I was just going to say it's going to be kind of funny for like lore people because they're probably going to have a lot of those like a uh, scorpion versus scorpion fights because once he comes out, everyone wants, you know, everyone wants to pick yeah. him and whatnot. <laughs> and then it'll, it'll just be like, I don't know, just pretty goofy. Well, one thing they also, <laughs> the the guy, um, shit, I'm going to go blank on his name. Jim Lee, I think it is. Yeah. What the guy who's doing the comic book for Injustice? Because they got a comic book series going along with the game. Yeah. At the same time, I think they're like on issue six or something. So it's like it's very new. I think the guy's name is Jim Lee. I'm not positive. Yeah, it's Jim Lee. Okay, I was I couldn't find it all of a sudden. He pretty, well, did sure a whole that, other that costume for for Scorpion too. So that's, that's something to check out. I don't know. I just I don't know. It kind of bugs me that they, they put him in there. Now you can even say that. Even though I thought it was really cool with um, with uh, uh, Mortal, the last Mortal Kombat game, how they put Freddy Krueger in there, but to me he kind of fit in with the world, and they explained that why he you know that he got 
how he got pulled out through there and in, in, in the in, into into the world and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but whatever. Anyways, go ahead. Oh yeah. So the next piece of story. Um, so we talked about Skyrim Legendary Edition. Um, a while back and everything. Well, they revealed, which is coming out Tuesday, and they revealed the guide that's going to come out with it. Um, this thing is is crazy huge. It's a thousand one hundred pages long, uh, seven hundred eighty five thousand words, four over four thousand screenshots. It's it weighs six pounds. Um, it covers o- over 500 enemies and 2,000 items, and the people who put it together played over 3,000 hours of the game. Um, and they they did a stupid or a, a funny little statistic at the very bottom. They said if you put all the pages side by side, it would it would reach just um, under 1,050 feet tall, which is uh, almost as tall as the Chrysler Building. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's huge. It, it if if you're a huge Skyrim fan and, and you, this is a definitely a guide to get. Uh, I don't know anything about pricing or anything. Um, I will have a link or the picture of the promotion for it. It's pretty funny. You know, um, I was actually going to check out. You know what it looked like. I was I clicked the link, mm-hmm. um, but I accidentally put my uh, birthday as 2001, and it won't let me change it now. So I can't yeah. go there. Yeah, you have to either use a different browser or clear your cookies. <laughs> I've done that so. on Bethesda's website before. Mm, so yeah, cookies. You guys don't know when you're fucking born. No, it's, <laughs> you just accidentally hit the wrong uh, year. Sometimes. Well, you know, a lot of those websites, I usually just scroll to some random old year and then. Yeah. Well, no, too. sorry. I mean, I you know open the you know the selection and carefully select the year I was born. Yes. Yes. And then um, you know click accept, but then you know I was in such a rush, I just scrolled to some random number and <laughs> it wasn't old enough, I guess. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, then, uh, okay. The Ocu- an Oculus Rift engineer was killed in a hit and run. Um, so apparently he was, from what I read, he was uh, like walking across the street um... in Santa Ana, California, on Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, he was thirty three. Um, it said Reese was crossing a sidewalk when a Dodge Charger carrying Suspects fleeing, police struck and killed him. Police say the car was driven by 21-year-old Victor Sanchez, who ran several red lights, including one near Reese's, where, where Reese was killed. So, uh, I don't, I don't think they, um, I don't know if they caught the guys or not. I don't think so. I don't think they did. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I just uh, want to say he was also the co-founder of the Oculus VR, uh, the. Oculus Rift VR unit. Um, it's pretty sad. Yeah, it's yep. too bad because, um, I mean, you know, it's looking. I mean, you know, of course, it's a bummer. You know, he, you know, you know, take out the, the Oculus Rift or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 too bad what happened, but um, sad you know, it's, way. his project, you know, is looking. It's it's like it's going to be pretty successful. There's a lot of oh yeah, you know, people gonna, you know backing it. It's going to be pretty huge. Yep, it's sad. Um. All right, on to our next story. Uh, Zynga lays off 520 staff members and shuts down multiple offices. The offices they shut down are L.A., New York, and Dallas. Um, they've laid off 18% of all staff and um, uh, more layoffs to come. They have said that they're doing this to condense and refocus on the mobile platform instead of you know, uh, Facebook-type things, which is what they've been doing. Um, 
And this comes after only two months after they doubled the salary of the top executives. Oh, then I wonder why they got fired. I know. It's like, oh. You, you know, um, I knew, you know, you know, Zynga, Zynga had all these crazy um, stats for income, you know, when they were, you know, doing really, you know, successful with the Facebook games and everything. Uh-huh. But the thing that I thought was kind of crazy, like I didn't even realize, it says they, they laid off 520 employees. And that was only eighteen percent of their staff. I was like, "Yeah, Singa's that big." I was and like, "I knew, I knew they made a lot of money," but I was like, "Wow." You know? I don't know the exact numbers, but I know they laid off a huge amount um, within the last six months, also. So, yeah, I mean, they're, so they're like thousands of people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the work for them. Not, not maybe not now, but you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Uh, well, there's a new mount available in War. World of War crap, uh, crap. Man, uh, excuse me. Why you always got to talk about WoW? Twenty-five freaking dollars. Why you always got to so, talk uh, about WoW, Patrick? Man. Hey, uh, Patrick. What? Do you do you need a second to go log in so you could get it real quick? No, trust me, I don't. Uh, so apparently they got a new. Uh, this new mount is it's a armored. The armored bat wing is described as a monstrous, flesh-eating bat, the perfect companion for trips that call for death and destruction. Retarded. Um, yeah, so it's twenty-five freaking dollars. I mean, it looks cool and everything, but twenty-five dollars, really? I mean, Frank, I just were... can't. I, I, I just can't. You know, like <laughs> you're paying you know, a month. They're one of the only ones left that they're paying monthly prescription and subscription. Excuse me, and you 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 are gonna still sell shit like that. But then again, at the same time, all these little stupid idiots out there are doing oh new bat oh I gotta get it twenty five dollars. Well, this will be the fourth. This will be the fourth purchasable mount for twenty five dollars they have. You, you know, and um, Cecil um, Steed, the Winged Guardian. Swift wind steed. Yeah. The thing is, is it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's clear. My I'll just go ahead. Um, the thing is, is um, I mean, if I really, really, really liked it, I'd probably get it. And the thing is, is again, it it costs a lot. But um, you know, I've been on WoW before, and I, you know, when when of of course, this is when I you know had the funds to do it. But um, uh, I remember like when I would restart um. Playing. Like, I'd transfer all my characters to the server I wanted to go to. Yeah, and you were crazy I was in, that. And I was, in, you know, I was into WoW at the time, so it made sense, you know. It, it was, you know, it was a lot of money, but that was the game I played. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. The, the thing is, is, uh, I mean, it is a bit of a cost, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of off topic. But um, one thing I was even thinking with some of the games that are coming out now where it's, like, multiplayer and they have... Um, season passes and they have you know special editions where you you know you get maybe some more stuff in the game and you have to pay for playing online you know like with the xbox subscription um some of these other games that maybe on face value don't look like they're 100 or 200 dollars they are so um yeah you know it, it is a lot oh. of money you know 25 for a mount but um you know I look at Guild Wars too. If, if, if I really, really dug it, I would get it. But that one, I actually don't like. I don't. I don't think I'd get that one. But I look at I, Guild, uh, Guild Wars too. Um, with man. you know, they're free to play, but 
they have um, some stuff in their store. Most of it's either cosmetic or it. none of it's a big boost, but they yeah. have things like XP boost, permanent XP boost, um, bank tabs, all that stuff. Um, yeah. But some of the other things they have are, are like um, pickaxes that never break, mining axes that never break, and those are $10 each. Yeah. Um, I probably would never buy one because I'm like, well, I can just spend my in-game silver to buy, you know, buy them. It's more like like a convenience thing. But then there's also aesthetic stuff that are like uh, $20 each, and those for a set, and I might pick up one of those one day, but also, I'm not paying the monthly fee for Guild Wars. Yeah. I would never purchase anything in WoW because I'm paying that monthly fee. You know? I mean, you like that, the one with the cat, was it the Cinder Cat, Kitten, or whatever? Yeah. To me, it was, remember, it was going to charity, so to me, that wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. It was, but that was like only 10 bucks, but still. Um, whatever. You, you know, um, the one thing I just want to point point out, um, you know, it, it you know it is a lot of money, but um, just to give an example, like how with you know hardcore, like uh, some um, you know wild people are. Um, there's this old site. Um, well, it's still around. It's not old. It's, I haven't went to it in a while, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a site. Um, uh, well, I don't Loot, go there. Right? It ain't worth shit. <laughs> it's a uh, wootloots.com, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember. Uh, I, again, I say like it's past tense but i think the the card game's still out i just haven't played it yeah it's still um, out. you know the, the the wild card game uh-huh oh they would have um you know cards that would give you either mounts or tabbers or even you know silly stuff like pets and fireworks and stuff right yep people would uh win those you know win those cards randomly in in decks and stuff and on woot loots you could actually resell them and people put up you know cards for mounts cards for fireworks t-shirts in game in game t-shirts and people are paying a lot a lot of money for them so you know it it seems like a lot you know the 25 dollars for and you know if you're not into it it is a lot and in you know even if you are kind of into it it's, it's a lot yeah um, but just to give an example how like uh wow people are um uh just going on a uh, bootloots real quick they have let me see they have a couple things um they have this one mount, uh, a fell drake. Uh, it's uh, epic uh, mount from um, one of the, you know one of the, the the cards you could win in the you know the in the game or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's going on resale right now for two hundred twenty four dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh yeah, ninety nine cents. Um, yeah, there was one um, the spectral wolf. I think last time I saw it, it was going for two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, and and of course these are rare ones. It's not like you know everyone could get them. It's not like you know thousands of people are buying like three hundred dollar mounts. But you know, um, people will pay money for uh, that little extra in the game. That you know, maybe I had not no idea has. this website existed. I might have actually bought some of this back in the day. You know, you know I actually I I, I want to say I did. I, I can't even recall. It's, it's I, been so. Long. I mean, most of it most of it's under four dollars. So yeah. But anyway, all right, yeah, so another wow mount for a lot of money. Too much. Uh, all right, so this is a, this is something um, that makes me uh, pretty excited. Uh, remote play is mandatory for PS4 games. Uh, Sony will require every single PS4 title to offer remote play via the PS Vita. And basically, the remote play will allow for PlayStation 4 games to be played on the v- Vita via a live streaming service. Well, not service, but a live stream. 
Basically, it streams games from your system straight to your Vita, and you can play any PS4 game, at least a certain amount of it, on your Vita. Um, this is much like the uh, Nintendo Wii U, where you can play it on the controller. Only this is mandatory for every single game, and um, they're saying that most companies will make the full game available to be able to be played on the Vita. The only exception is games that require specific hardware, such as the PS4i. You know what? I, I was just thinking, um, you know, that you, you, you know, especially since you just mentioned the the, the i. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just I was just thinking. I, I don't know if Xbox has announced any kind of streaming. Well, oh, never mind. They don't even have anything to stream too. Well, the smart glass. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's right. Well, the one thing I was thinking is is um uh, since. They're making the Connect standard as part of the system. If all the games have to have Connect, you know, is it almost a given that all the functions are going to not be there if you stream it? You know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean with the Xbox. With you know? Xbox, it's uh, going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, I know that they they've said there's been talk about some games um, being able to use the Smart Glass as for in-game stuff. But for the most part, it seems like it's going to be... Remember the Dreamcast VMU? No. Oh, wait. Oh, the little... um, The little screen inside the Dreamcast. No, it was... Yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, it it went inside the controller, though. Yeah. Yeah, that thing, how you can pick plays and stuff like that, that's basically what people are saying it's going to be for. Um, As where the PS4 and the Wii U are going to be able to use it to play full games. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We could be surprised, and Xbox might be like, as long as your phone... phone or computer has these specs you can play our games streaming onto your into smart glass you know i don't know yeah no i'm just i'm just thinking it'll be kind of interesting because you know um xbox you know requiring the connect um you know of course it's not like every single game you're gonna have to jump and run around the room to play but um you know their hope is by making it standard that you know you know, developers will be more innovative with the Connect and make it, you know, more part of a game, you know. Yep. And it's kind of funny because the more reliant, you know, the more, you know, innovative and the more, you know, games become reliant on the Connect, you know, not maybe not now, but say like two, three years after, you know, they learn some tricks with it and whatnot, um, it almost kind of, you know, cuts them off at the, you know, the ability to stream, you know. Yep. No, I agree, and we'll, we'll, that's interesting. We'll have to see what happens with that when uh, it comes closer. But for yeah, for now, basically, PS4 games will be or developers will be required to have uh, remote play. I, I think that's cool. Yeah. Patrick, your new story. I'm getting ready to say it. Don't okay, rush sure. me. Well, it sounds like <laughs> you're sleeping over there. I wasn't sure. No, no, I was watching the game. Base is loaded. Um. But but I'm not going to be able to say it. Bethesda good enough could be could be starting over on Prey Two, which I think that's something they should do. Um, pretty much, uh, the long way shooter is now it's it's supposed to be coming out in 2016, uh, but it was like announced in 2011. Oh yeah, game. yeah, and it went from like as soon as I started seeing the stuff about it because I was excited for the game. As soon as I started seeing a lot of stuff about it, I was like, I, I don't want to play this shit. Had nothing oh, really? to do with the first game. Mm. Like the first game, you're an Indian on on and 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 uh, there's aliens coming and they start taking people. Mm-hmm. 
and, and they're doing shit to people and killing them and stuff like that. And you have to channel this inner spirit thing that you have, this power that you can do, and you have to try to stop. And you have to stop them. And at the end of the game, they cut the this. I just forget the alien race. They come and they're like, "Hey, you were able to stop them. We need your help. They're they're attacking over here. Blah blah blah." And you go into this portal, and that's how they end it. So you're like, okay, cool. There's going to be a Prey 2. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they were told when they had previews and shit for Prey, Prey 2, you're like a bounty hunter hunting aliens and shit. It had nothing to do with the... the it looks the, like the, it's in the future, too. Yeah. And and um, it, it had very little to do with the first game. You're not even the same character. You're some deputy, deputy bounty hunter sheriff guy, and you can choose if you want to torture and beat the shit out of these guys and kill them or how you want to capture them and be the good guy. It's, I was like, what the hell? has nothing to do with the hell what Prey 1 was. This is like a whole different game in general. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, but yeah, so... Maybe that portal be... was just a trap. <laughs> That's a trap. <laughs> they just sent him in there uh, like, uh, yeah, just go in there. Yeah, everything will work out fine. Dead. <laughs> no one ever yeah, heard was... from him again. <laughs> the, game, the game was delayed in 2012 due to the quality issues and, and Headhunter developers said... A year later, the game was in limbo. Probably because they had a, they had probably had a big backlash from people being like, "The hell are you doing to this game?" <laughs> but uh, I guess um, also it also reportedly shifted from Headhunter Studios to Arcane Austin, and I guess that's the same team who does um, did Dishonored. Okay. That was a same great game. If it's, yeah. They so, use the same engine or similar engine. It, it, it'd be really good. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, they pretty much... I, I, I'm just hoping that they decide, oh, let's actually make this game a continuation how it's supposed to be from the other one, you know? <laughs> like, oh, let's just totally... It's kind of like how what they did with Lost Planet. Lost Planet 1, where you're, you're playing this character, Wayne, you're trying to do something, to where Lost Planet 2 is you're just randomly these different characters running around trying to steal vehicles on this ice planet and sometimes this desert and you know it was like um okay yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much all right uh, did you have something to add to oh them? yeah frank about... didn't you want to talk about bethesda though? oh well it's just a minor thing with bethesda um they are recently they on their forums they put up a uh topic one of the moderators set up a topic for uh, suggestions for what to put in the new um well the upcoming fallout 4 um it's not a big deal um again i'm just like ultra hyped for the next fallout and this is the first time bethesda has ever you know officially like typed spoken anything in fallout 4 so i'm just hyped about that it's it's a sign that they're at least it was assumed that they started developing it either in the last one to three months or so. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a sign that... Um, They're doing well, maybe, something at least. Well, not developing it, but moving the whole team onto the project. Um, so now that they're taking, um, you know, fan input for, you know, what to put in the next one, it's kind of like, it's a sign that there's something going on. <laughs> they wouldn't just ask that for chits and giggles and be like, okay, we're not going to make it. So yeah. did you go on there and like write an essay about what you want in Fallout 4? <laughs> you know, I started going through it, and there's so much on there. Like, I was reading a lot of it, and yeah, I'm actually planning on uh, putting a post on there. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Why not, right? But um, I was just looking through there because there's a lot of um, good ones already there. There's a lot of bad ones, too, but there's... <laughs> 
a lot of good ones. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so, um, Adrian, uh, uh, this is just something um, for anybody who likes the Adrian Odyssey series. Uh, I've never played them, but I've always been interested in them. Uh, Adrian Odyssey 4 Legends of the Titan is 25% off on Nintendo's eShop until June 10th. That puts it at uh, $29.99. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because it's it's pretty interesting. That you don't see this very often, especially from Nintendo. They have With their new eShop, they're actually offering full game downloads, but um, to actually also have sales is uh, pretty pretty cool. Very rarely do you see that, even on 360 and PS4, uh, 3. Usually, I mean, sometimes you see sales, but they're not, like, constant. So um, this might be Nintendo actually doing their online right for once. Uh, so if you're interested in the game, you can get it for 25% off from the eShop right now. Go. Hell E. Go now. Shop. Go ahead. <laughs> Who? You. Oh, shit. My bad. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, obviously, if you have the God of War Ascension, the, uh, you, um, wow, look at what I wrote in there. <laughs> Anyways, if you have God of War, you, you can get early access to the Last of Us demo. I don't know why I put can't get. I was wondering, I thought demo. there was a story to it, like some, some of them can't get it or something. You're just trying to stop other people from trying out the game too. You <laughs> yeah. didn't want it to be the only Don't one. Try it. <laughs> you even put the apostrophe T too. Like, yeah. yeah anyway, I don't know why I did that. I think you copied it wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, like I said earlier, pretty much, uh, if you have God of War Ascension, you can you can get the demo right now for Last of Us. Uh, so go check it out now. Cool. Go check go check it out. Cool. Cool. You um, still gonna do the session? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Hungry. <laughs> well, it shouldn't take that long. Uh, normally, we end our podcast here, but I've been—I was reading a, um, a, some interesting articles about um, uh, Xbox One mainly about uh, their indie games and such. Um, so I wanted to—we were going to talk a little about. Uh, well, first, we're going to start the dis- discussion with fanboyness. Um, ne- none of us here are fanboys. We all pretty much like whatever we like or whatever is good. Uh, I want to start by asking you two, what was your trail of consoles? Like, what did you have when you were young? Like, you know, where'd you start and the order of consoles you got? Uh, I guess, Frank, you can go first. Oh, All right. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, mine are more important than Patrick's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, I started uh, on NES. Um, it was actually my sister's um, graduation gift way back in the day. Um I really got into it. She didn't really dig it, so I, <laughs> you know, I won an NES somehow. Nice. Uh, and then um, after that, I went to Super Nintendo. We went, you know, once I was getting into the games, I was getting older myself. I, you know, I had my own console well, officially, like just mine, not where it was kind of just shared, but not yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and then I did a very goofy thing that now seems completely stupid. But at the time, it was like, hey, this is a pretty good idea. Um, I traded my older <laughs> sister um, my Super NES. And, and you know, you, you guys could, you, if you need to replay it to believe it, I <laughs> traded my Super NES for a Sega Genesis. And Sega Genesis, Sega Genesis isn't bad, but if you look at that era... A lot of the top games were Super NES. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 
I don't even remember what it was. I think it was that this X-Men game or something. For some reason, it just seemed like the greatest idea ever. I was like, oh, I could get all these other games now if I just trade my system. Um, so I traded her, and I had a Genesis. But then I guess the good thing about getting a Genesis, which was really cool, was I don't know if you guys remember, they came out with a Sega CD back in the day. I mean, no, not Sega uh-huh. CD. Not Sega CD, uh, Sega Channel. Oh, yeah. And, Sega! Um, fortunately, I wasn't able to get it towards the end of the, the period, uh, you know, before they canceled it. But that was really cool. $15 a month, and you get access to, like, 60 different, like, uh, Sega games a month. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And that was sweet. That was, that was awesomeness right there. Um, so I guess that's a good part about getting the Sega um, let me see. After that, I I want to say I did 3DO next. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is because when 3DO came out, it was like $800 or $1,000, right? Yeah. And it tanked. Uh-huh. But it had the games that PlayStation 1 had, right? Uh-huh. And because... Um, because the 360 tanked and everyone, you know, all the stores were like having a fire sale, just get all these 3DOs and games out of here, right? Um, I was able to buy a 3DO, Need for Speed 1, and Doom for $70. Uh, so the nice. system and the two games for 70 bucks. And um, at the time, uh, Need for Speed was new, so it was going for like, you know, $50, $60 on PlayStation 1. Doom was going for about the same. The system cost like two, three hundred dollars. Um, so it was kind of weird in that um, because the 3DO tanked, I was able to get all these uh, PlayStation One games for really cheap, and I was actually on that for a little while until I was able to actually afford a PlayStation One. Um, and by that time, uh, you know, um, what is it? 3DO was dead in the water. So you know, it was cool for that couple of months where it had all the new games. But since the system died, you know, they obviously weren't putting out new games, so eventually it became old, and all the new games were only PS1. Yep. So then I just went from PS1, and then, of course, to PS2, just PS2, and then from there, I went to Xbox 360. And cool. computers were here and there. Yeah. And Virtual Boy was in there somewhere. <laughs> That's right, Virtual Boy. <laughs> yeah. How about you, oh, yeah. Patrick? Oh, sorry. Oh, that was that was all. For okay. me. How about you, Pat? Uh, well, I started off with the Nintendo. Um, I got, I remember I got my first Nintendo was like in eighty six or something. Eighty eighty eight or eighty nine. No, that was SNES. Never mind. Did you uh, did you go and drive to the store to go pick it up? No, actually, I can tell you this story. Um, <laughs> I got it for Christmas. I got it for Christmas, and I, I, I was told this story actually a couple about a couple years ago. And um, my parents, like they were fucking unloading them off of the truck. My dad like snatched it off the back of the truck. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he paid for it. Oh, okay. It. But I was like, <laughs> people were lining up because they were waiting for them to unload unload the new Nintendos. And yeah. they had some sitting on the edge of the truck because the guy was still loading it. He walked up, grabbed it, and went and paid for it. Nice. Like he, you know, he wanted to make sure he got one. Uh-huh. And that was the one that had, I still have it, um, with the power pad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then I, uh, I, I had a Sega Genesis. Um, 
I never had a Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. Uh, because my cousin had one, and we lived next door to each other. Oh, that's right. You've told me that before. Yeah, so if, you know, I mean, you got to remember, gaming back then, it wasn't with gamer yeah. profiles and points and all this other stuff. Yeah. So it was just, you wanted to play a game, you play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, he didn't get a Sega because I had one, and he didn't, I didn't get a Super Nintendo because he had one. So, I mean, I guess you kind of say I had one in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, never owned a Game Boy. Played it, though. I played a lot, uh, but never owned one. Um, and then, uh, after the Sega, had a PlayStation 1. After um, the Sega? Okay, yeah. And then, um, uh, after I got, when I got rid of my PlayStation 1, I got a PlayStation 2. And also had a GameCube. Uh, once again, I never owned a Nintendo 64 because my brother actually had one. Oh, okay. So, oh, I, I forgot mean, about... Man, I completely forgot about N- N64. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, the One of the stupidest things I ever did was I sold my Sega in games and my GameCube. Oh, yeah. Um, well, GameCube kept, is pretty cheap now, but... Yeah, but, still... well, and I can play them on my Wii. That's true, yeah. I kept the only game I kept was uh, Metroid Prime and my memory card. Um, and the uh, and the only well, and the only other game I have for that is uh, uh, Resident Evil Four. Mm, okay, but I still have the games. Uh, so after that, I pretty much is all the modern systems now. Oh, I've had a PSP. I had a PSP for a while, but then I got rid of it because I never played it. And uh, I want to get a Vita, but I just haven't. Really have a chance to get one yet? Yeah, same here. Um, but uh, then you know, then the Wii U, or excuse me, not the Wii U, the Wii, the PS3, and the 360. In that order? No. Uh, actually, 360 PS3 Wii. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Um, so mine. They came out, right? Yeah. No. Uh, Wii 360 P- PS. No, I don't. Are you sure the Wii came out? The Wii didn't come out before the 360. The Wii was the first. No, it wasn't. Oh, I'm looking up dates anyway. So, the Wii came out in uh, November 2006. The Xbox 360 came out in. No, then it came out at the same time. November 2005. So you're, okay, it, it was 360 Wii PS3. So then I had, then that that was my order. Okay. <laughs> All right, for me, mine. Uh, I started with Atari. I don't know if you guys actually had Atari too. It... My uncle had one. All right, yeah. I, 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 yeah. My sister had one. I, I played it a little. Okay, so we started with Atari. My grandpa bought us. Well, we had two Ataris. Uh, my grandpa had one at his house, and my my dad had one at uh, our house. Uh, when we went to buy Sega Master System, um, which was the first Sega console, we actually traded in a ton of Atari games, which is something I regret now. Um, and so then we went to Sega Master System, and after that was we was Sega Genesis, and then after that it kind of gets jumbled. Sega Genesis, uh, we traded unfortunately we traded in a ton of our Sega Genesis games, stuff that's now worth a couple of them they're now worth well over a hundred dollars for the con- for the for the cartridges. Um, I th- I believe if I'm right, um, Sega Saturn was came out in. 95, PlayStation 1 came out in, uh, also 95, so Saturn came out in May, and PlayStation came out in 
September. I think that I bought Sega Saturn out of my my own money. It was like uh, I had been saving for months and months. I was I was actually a Sega fanboy back then. I would I didn't want anything but Sega. Yeah. And um, so I bought Saturn with my own money. I felt like so happy because it was the first thing I ever purchased like that. And then um, no, that was after because my brother was supposed to get Sega Saturn. That's what it was. He comes home with this thing called the PlayStation. And I was so mad at him. I was like, why would you buy this? This is not going to be any good. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be a horrible system. Why would you buy this? You um, you could have even bought Nintendo uh, 64 over this. But no, you bought PlayStation. And then So then I bought the Saturn. And um, boy, was I wrong about PlayStation. Uh, and then we bought uh, the Nintendo 64. Um, and then after that... I I really don't know the order, but we had GameCube, Xbox, and I was also mad about Xbox. And I still to this day I think Xbox is probably one of the worst systems ever made. The original Xbox, no, uh, I never had one. in terms of games, not in terms of quality or anything. Uh, you know, there there was a bit of a lack. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the PS PS3. I mean, there's some good games for PS3, and it's been around longer, so it's had more time to develop. But the first, you know, four five years of PS3, it was it was pretty bad system. Um, well, it, it, the thing with it is, like I said, I've said this thousands of times. Also, uh, Xbox came out a whole year ahead of it. Yeah. You know, and um, so a lot of people established themselves on the 360, and if there, the, if a game came out that was going to come out on PS3, well, who are you going to play multiplayer with? All your new friends or, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You know. Yep. Um, but I, I had, I had uh, GameCube, Dreamcast, and <laughs> Xbox. Um, and at that point, uh, GameCube, Dreamcast, Xbox, and, uh, PS2. At that point, I was kind of, uh, I think PS2 became my favorite system, but I was still huge Sega fanboy. Um, at this point, I hated Microsoft. And I know it's kind of weird, because it's like, well, all the new people who come out, I hated. And, which is kind of true, because I did not like the PS, well, I didn't like the PS1 at first. Obviously, it, it grew on me. And then, um, so when it was PlayStation 2, GameCube, and, um... Xbox, I basically only played uh, PlayStation 2 um, because I didn't like Xbox. There was nothing on there that it offered for me, and my brother had GameCube off, uh, more often than not up in college, so I did play it, but not often. And then came PlayStation 3, and again, like Patrick said, I was looking forward to PlayStation 3 so much, but, um, well, actually, I got the Wii first. Wii was the first one I got. I got Wii day one. Uh, because we really liked GameCube and everything, and my brother really wanted um, the new Smash that was going to come out at that point. And also, I worked at the game store, so I was able to get it day one without reserving it. So, uh, and that was cool. We we fell in love with Wii, and then I got my 360. And I was really looking forward to the PS4. I wasn't going to get the 360, but then I remember Angelo, um, Patrick's brother-in-law, was like, he was really into the 360 at the time. And he, we would always be playing it and doing things like downloading videos and all this stuff when we were hanging out at his house. So finally I gave in and I bought it. Um, and, of course, 360 has been a great system. Uh, and I, I finally got PlayStation 4. It was my newest console. Um, or PlayStation 3, sorry. And uh, <laughs> actually, wow. I, I am thinking that the next console I will buy will most likely be a PlayStation 4, though. Not a, not a uh, Xbox One. The more I look into it, the more PlayStation 4 is really getting me excited. Uh, all right, so the second half of this discussion is has to do with um, an article I read on indie developers and the future of 
of uh, the indie games uh, in the new new consoles. So it's been kind of known, although unless you're in the industry or or part of the media, you, it's not really widely spread known that uh, 360 was not a friend to developers, to indie developers. Um, basically, the way you if if you wanted to put a digital game on Xbox 360, you had to have two retail games out, physical games. Meaning that, you know, big big names like Capcom or um, Microsoft uh, Studios or, uh, you know, Activision, they had no problems putting out indie games. But it's these smaller companies. That's why you didn't see many indie games on there. Because indie developers would have to go to these big companies and sell them their game in order to get it on Xbox 360. Um, and it's going to be the same way for PS1. And at this point, Microsoft knows that this is something that people don't like, but they, yet they're still doing it. Um, so basically, uh, the PS4 and the Wii U both have indie type uh, of like open open platform for indie developers. Basically, p- indie developers will get their games on the PS4 and the Wii U with very little problem. Um, as we're on the 360, it's still you still won't be able to. You'll have to go through a bigger company, and um, and this isn't even to mention services like Steam on PC, which basically it's like, hey, you want to be on here? Okay, let's just you know go through this, make sure it's a good game, and it's on there. Um, and a lot of people think that Microsoft is doing this on purpose because their their concern is no longer publishers but big name companies. Um, and this is a quote from um, Christian Nutt of uh, of Game of Sutra. Uh. He says, Xbox One is primarily a device designed so corporate corporations can have relationships with each other. Comcast and Microsoft and Activision Blizzard and the NFL. It, um, it is a device created by a company that venerates the creation of devices and will compact with services that sound good to companies that like to sell services to attractive demographic targets. Basically meaning Xbox is looking at this as a business, which of course they are. They're saying, okay, we can get all this money from from Comcast and Activision and NFL that, you know, we don't have to have independent games on there to because independent games don't make us money. Um, And this 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 whole thing further shows that uh, non-partner developers or this further further shown was during the Xbox One reveal, there was no non-partner developers out there. On the stage, like remember if you remember on PS4, they even had an indie indie developer on on the stage, um, talking about uh, his, his you know how indie develop indie games are going to be big on the PlayStation 4. Um, Xbox did the opposite. The only people that they had out there were were the guy from um, what Call of Duty. I think that might have been the only developer yeah. out there. Maybe maybe well, one. They, of... they, I think they had a quick NFL video. I mean Madden well, video, again, but yeah, again that's it was NFL. It though, wasn't an EA. It wasn't it wasn't anything from any any small. Companies. It was like one or two majors. Yeah, I think it was EA and Activision were the only ones out there. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, those are big names who are shelling out big money to do what they do on the new system. Um, uh, to finish, to to quote that nut, Mister Nut, a little more. Um, but Microsoft's agree. Uh, uh, Microsoft apparent attitude says something to me. I firmly believe the con- co- company is making a deliberate choice of a specific path. It is not an accident that the Xbox One is no more developer-friendly and, in fact, probably less developer-friendly than the Xbox 360. I don't think Microsoft is closing the door only on the small games it seems to no longer care about. It is 
excluding itself from what is already a significant, vibrant part of the market. It is cutting off potentially world-changing games, not just the next beloved boutique hit that gets more traffic on Twitter than downloads. Um, and he used the example of Minecraft. The version of Minecraft that's on Xbox Live is not the same version that's on PC. In fact, it wasn't even developed by Mojang. Um, he basically uh, sold the rights for, for someone to develop a Minecraft game on Xbox 360. Uh, and that kind of Minecraft. Sh- Minecraft is awesome. And that kind of shows um, where the state of X- Xbox is at. If if you want to get your game on there, you have to either be part of the big time or uh, sell your game to these big time uh, companies. And um, as we we've covered over the last couple of years, and we we if you take a look back, we see it. Independent games have come such a, a long distance that some huge names, independent names, are now. Big names. I mean, um, look at um, they're not the smallest of company, but the Wasteland too. Yeah, that is an independent you know, game. That's one thing I was going to mention. Is the one thing that's kind of interesting is with Kickstarter, with like Kickstarter, uh-huh. and um, there's a couple other services like that. Um, I, I can't think. Indiegogo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is another and, big um, one. So, you know, different services like that. They're they're kind of empowering some of these small games to you know, have a, a bigger impact than they probably would have, you know, 10 yeah, years ago or something. But, yeah, and, and, and that's great, but you still have to be, you still have to, for Xbox One, you still have to have two retail game out, two physical games in the store out, in order to have one digital release. So it's like, you know, even even if you get a huge game on, on Kickstarter and it's a digital game, you still can't put it out on the 360 without selling the rights to someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it's just even even Steam's uh pretty uh hardcore uh rules for being on their streaming or on their download service. It nowhere does it say that you have to have retail games out or anything like that. It's just yeah. your game has to be really good. Um, and I guess the PS4 it's going to be there's going to actually be self-publishing for the PS4. Um, which could mean a lot of crappy games, but it's also going to mean a lot of these people that don't have a lot of money are going to be able to get their stuff on there. You know, you know the other thing I was thinking too is, um, you know, like I said, like right now, maybe indie indie games, you know, they're starting to have an impact. You know, like say, like the last, like, you know, five years or so, they're starting to kind of grow. I mean, you, you think of like you know, Braid, Fez, you know, uh, Minecraft, different games like that that, you know, they stand out, you know, as you know, significant games. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you, you and especially with all the games that are going to come out now because of the kickstarters that uh, have all been in development for like <clears throat> you know a year or so and then you think of uh you know once you know and again they're not the only ones but you know they could be one of the major ones major services is uh you know the Oya is uh coming out soon yeah i'm should and, be getting mine in the mail tomorrow tomorrow my brother got his a couple weeks ago yeah so you know you know what i mean is um I mean, I I kind of get where they're going because they're trying to become into like a media provider, like I mean Xbox. Yeah. Um, you know, they want to sell TV shows, they want to sell music, they want to sell you know this and that, and then you know you could look at all the things they sell, and then you know video games is in there somewhere, but it's not the main thing. You yeah, know? And, and their 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 philosophy, at least in my mind, from what I'm seeing, is you know what we've been a video games console for a long time. We're still going to be a video game console. It's already established. So you know what? Let's move our efforts away from that and let the publishers to handle that part and we can focus on everything else. Yeah. And, and go ahead. Go ahead. 
<laughs> I was just going to say, uh, pe- pe- people obviously don't want that necessarily. Uh, it might work. It might come out and the system's great and the games are great. Um, but from what I've been reading online, people don't want that. You know, people, like like Patrick said, I already have a cable box sitting there. Why would I need my 360 to, to watch TV on? Yeah, well, well like I said, it's a, it might be something where maybe right now it's not a big loss for them. But, you know, I could see like five years from now, like I said, once all these Kickstarter games pop out, once... There's multiple services for indie games to, you know, appear on. Um, you know, it could be a big loss for them because you, you figure, what if a couple big hits come out on Oya or a couple big hits, you know, come yeah. from Kickstarter and, you know, all these, you know, you, you have a couple games where it's not just one or two. You have like five or six major games that, oh, you can't play on Xbox, you know. Yeah, or if you can, then it, it's like a year after everywhere else because the people had to get sell sell the game. It had to be, you know. All well, the legal well, too stuff. is, too is if uh, you know if um, these other outlets you know start proving, you know, like uh, financially, you know, you know wise for these in, you know the indie developers, um, it's kind of like why even go through? You know, it could come to a point where it's like why even go through the bother of getting on Xbox? Yep. You know, if they're making money, you know, on uh, if they're making money on Steam, they're making money on Oya, and all their future projects are you know, funded on Kickstarter. It's like, well, you know, why even, you know, why even deal with Xbox? And then, you know, if PS3, you know, will let them publish on there too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's it's going to come down to like, if, if PS4 is going to let them do it, Xbox is eventually realize the money they're going to lose. Personally, I don't play those games, so it doesn't bug me either way. Uh, you don't download games on Xbox Live? Not really. I mean, occasionally I might, but. Okay. Um, and and yeah, I, but I think I think also with the progressive we've been seeing, uh, you, you say that now, and and you know for this generation um, that might I mean that's obviously true, but the next generation is going to see a lot more independent games, and if if they're there and they're good, they're top notch, and um, they're they're either cheaper or just easily accessible, then you might start playing them. And um, the thing is, Xbox did this well when when PS4 came out with their independent gamer thing. Um, Xbox had one too, but it was so weak that, uh, you know, no one really used, or hardly anybody used it. And then there was, um, and then when Steam started picking up with independent, PS4 started picking up, and then the Xbox U came, I mean, I'm sorry, the Wii U came out, and (laughs) it has an independent thing. So now it's like, well, there's three fronts, and sure, Xbox can change their policies and stuff midway, um, but they've been doing it this long, and they obviously have a strategy for it. So I'd be surprised if we see uh, a drastic change, even in the whole life of the Xbox One console with, with independent games. Um, I, I don't know. It, it just seems goofy to give up, uh, to just not even have uh, that outlet. Um, you know, even if you just, you know, had it where people put up games quickly and you had the risk of, like, bad content on there. If you regulated it and, you know, not, like, that's That's what I'm intensely, saying. Intensely. You, you could almost farm new games for your, your system, you know. That, yeah. People are just putting, you know, making them, you know, and, uh, you know, they they do for sales, but it's not like, um, you know, they're it's more about getting their 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 name out there at that at that stage. Yeah, um, and I mean, they can even do things like um, offer, uh, you know, you want you want your game. They, they do this with uh, d- eBooks. You want your game to be exclusive for the, or you want your game to be free, basically, uh, to upload it for free because you know it costs independent gamers yeah. to put it on there but xbox would say hey we'll let you put it on our service for free all you got to do is leave it um uh, exclusive for our console 
you know. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Xbox is making money from them, um, from the sales, and so is the person making even more money. You know, instead of but I don't understand why someone would or a, a company in this day and age would block independent stuff. You know, yeah. not block, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so, unless you guys have anything else to add, that's uh, basically the end of the conversation. Um, uh, I was just going to say the one last thing was it's a bummer that, um, and uh, it, it makes sense, I, I understand, but um, um, a note for anyone that does download a lot of indie games or those games, uh, um, they won't work for Xbox One if you bought games oh. on Xbox 360. Yeah. So, and, and, but the there same might thing... be some incentive to keep it if you... You know, still play though. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no backwards compatibility. We talked about that but uh, a little bit, but no backwards compatibility at all. No Xbox Live games on the Xbox One. And same for the PS3 to PS4. However, um, they're saying in the future there's going to be backwards, or there's going to be a um, virtual console type thing um, for the PS4 that I think um, if you own the game, you will be able to play the game for free, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, well, so that's it for our podcast. Uh, on the oh, just to let everybody know, the A's are winning ten to two in the nice. eighth. Nice. Uh, they're just kicking Milwaukee's ass. Something the Giants couldn't do. They got swept by Milwaukee. Thought I'd throw that out there. All right, you feel special. <laughs> all right, so media this week that you'll find in our on our um, uh, show notes um, a video uh, preview of Final Fantasy IV for Android. And you'll, there will be a link and probably some pictures for the Barkley Shut Up and Gem Gaiden. And uh, if if I can fit it in, because it's a really huge image, I will put up the image of Skyrim, uh, the Legendary Edition book. If not, I'll have a link to it at the very least. All right. Uh, what? You should put up the new the new Scorpion look too. Okay. Because uh, I said so. Scorpion. From Injustice. Alright. And as always, you can email us at kvgto 4 at gmail.com. Hello.com. And our website is kvgtpodcast.com. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash kvgtpodcast. And on Twitter, I am at Soul Scribbler. Or you can also get me at kvgtjeremy. Our uh, Patrick is at Big Solo six four. And if you just want to add the show where we talk, where we uh, talk about our announcements and uh, contests and such like that, that is at KVGT Podcast. Our personal blogs, um, mine is a writerstruggle dot com, where I talk about writing and um, soon to have a writers podcast on there. Patrick is Patrick Stock sixty four dot blogspot dot com. I have not been on there for a while, but yes. um, yeah. I'm going to try to get back on it. I keep saying that every week, but life's been kind of crazy the last couple months. Yeah. And you, Frank? You know, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm I'm the same deal. I, I haven't done uh, much. I, I've been prepping a lot, but, um, you know, I'll oh. just say, I'll just say I have nothing for right now. <laughs> okay. But I probably will in a couple weeks. Hopefully. All right. All right. <laughs> and. As for our family, we got the Nerdgasm Network at nerdgasmnetwork.com, the Nerdgasm Network Series Challenge, which I assume is still going on, although I only Hell see... Hell if I know. I only see... Um, John's the only one, John, as far as I know, doing it. Yeah. Ryan doesn't like to call people back or get in touch with them, so... I actually uh, was looking today, and 
either either their website's still messed up or something, but they haven't had a new up new website or new episode update updated. Sorry, updated on their RSS feed in in a few weeks. So I'm not. Yeah, sure. It's probably Ryan. It's I, don't, I doubt it. I don't know if it's messed up, but yeah. uh, I know Ryan has a tendency to not put them up right away. From what John was telling me, even more so than once me. Again, one, once again, I don't know exactly because apparently I was. 76 out of that one and um they don't ever get a hold of anybody so all right and uh the series challenge can be found at nerdgasmnetwork.blogspot.com uh go check out troy and everything he does at extraplay.info where there's video reviews um and it's been a while since i've been over there i have to go check it out yeah i went over there kind of recently and it's looking good as always it's actually looking better than ever before actually uh, the No Quarters podcast at noquarters.net, I noticed that they have, um, well, since the last time I listened to them, they have two new episodes. Um, they were a monthly podcast. I believe they still are. Uh, Super Budget Brothers at superbudgetbrothers.com, who is also still active and doing their thing over there where they buy a cheap game, play it, and tell you how it is. And finally, the, the duel, dueling mats over at Intrepid Audio Productions at beyondtheheadset.co, where they do everything, pretty much sports, uh, games, and uh, movies, TV, and everything. And that's it for our episode. So. Oh, by the way, um, Matt, <laughs> we sweat your stupid white socks. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Have a good week, and we'll talk to you next time.